0: What did you say you have to snopes it? I had
1: to snopes it. I don't know what
0: that means.
1: You know, Snopes, where you Um where you check to see if like a something that you read on Facebook is fake or not.
0: I've never heard that my- You never go
1: to Snopes.com?
0: No, I don't know what that (gasps) is. You're the only one <laughs> in the world that doesn't know them. Maybe. I don't believe anything I read on Facebook regardless.
1: Well, a lot of people do and they need to go to Snopes.com.
0: Okay. Well, I'm going to it right now. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Sisterly History, the not-so-serious history podcast hosted by two sisters on a quest for knowledge. We are
1: those sisters. I'm Nicole.
0: And I'm Jackie. And I feel like maybe we should... We've had like 13 episodes. And we're in the middle of a transition here.
1: Is this the 13th?
0: Our show style. Actually, I think this is the 14th. Oh, Don't quote me on any of this. Um, But I feel like we might have some new listeners. I know that we have like a bunch of new followers. So maybe just reintroduce people into what the fuck we're doing here. Um, So if you are new here, thanks for coming. Thanks for joining us. When I try to explain, like, what our podcast is, I, for some reason, I get so, it's pretty fucking simple. We're just, like, two sisters who talk about history, but I almost have to, like, justify it to people, like, why we're qualified. We're just not qualified. Absolutely and that's not. okay.
1: It's okay, because a lot of people, like, our, one of our newest reviews says they don't even like history, but they like us. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Oh, I guess that's a good kind of segue into, like, how we're changing things up a little bit. Like I said, we have 13 episodes, and that's sort of given us enough time to figure out, like, what works and what doesn't, and, like, what you guys like, and what we like, and what we hate. And what we hate is doing a lot of research.
1: So, (laughs) (laughs) whoops, we're just really not historians. So, yeah, we're just going to do little bit shorter stories uh try to be more funny (laughs) not (laughs) not more funny but just be ourselves so we're not just reading you know uh stuff we've researched and then we're gonna add games
0: we're gonna do a game because we love doing the games on the pop quiz speaking of being more funny i am like kind of coming down with a cold i think um So if I sniffle through this, I'm sorry, it's disgusting. I'll try and edit it out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Every sniffle. um,
0: In an effort to be more funny, I'm drinking. Can you guess what I'm drinking? Paloma. How'd you know? (laughs) Oh, I don't know how I knew. I was trying to like slowly pan it over (laughs) (laughs) the camera. Um, people must think that I just have like 24 packs of Palomas in my fridge, but really, I only drink these when we record.
1: You're such a lush and a little in an effort to be more funny can you guess what i'm drinking
0: Mm, no actually let me guess okay (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) i love guessing games by the way no don't tell me let me (laughs) literally my favorite kind of game right now (laughs) (laughs) um it's probably just coffee yeah (laughs) okay because I got that new Does you have the steamer? machine. Ugh, yeah,
1: did you steam your milk? It's bad news because I'm not really. Sh- I quit drinking coffee, and then I was like, "Oh, let's get this for Ryan." Then I was like, "I'll just have one. I'll just have one a day. I'll just have two a day. I'll just have it all day." It's turned yeah. into a terrible, terrible thing.
0: It's a downward it's spiral. Delicious. Right back. Right back into your addiction. Mhm. You were pretty fucking addicted to coffee. Yep i'm so tired i'm really trying to be funny but
1: are you trying i'm not i'm not
0: i don't know i'm, like, I'm really trying here <laughs> okay let's introduce this gal darn game this fact and game this mother fact and game so um we love games it's no secret we're not super good at games, mm-hmm. but we're hella competitive. Well, well you I are. am. <laughs> I am, and I love a guessing game. That's why, like during the pop quizzes, I'll just keep guessing. I don't fucking care. Tanner tells me to stop. I don't give a shit. Like this what is my game. What are you, <laughs> you gonna do? Divorce me. What are you gonna do? Divorce me. I dare you. So we wanted to incorporate a game in every episode because games are fucking fun. I'm pretty sure I said that 19 times. So our new game. Drum roll, please. Don't. So the title of our game is Don't Fact With Me. And it's basically um, two truths and a lie, if you've ever played that. We had to play it when I was, um, when I started training at my new job as like a full icebreaker game. <laughs> anyway, Don't Fact With Me. That's a pretty clever name. I get it. So basically, um, there's going to be one lie in a series of three facts that we're going to read to each other. And uh, we're each going to take a turn. Nicole has three facts for me. I have three facts for her. And you have to determine which Um, fact is a facting lie. I did it backwards. (laughs) I did one true one and two fake ones. Oh, all right. Well, since this is the first time, I'll let it slide. But you better fucking get your shit together.
1: Okay, thanks. Thanks
0: so this week's theme is black history month um in honor of black history month and so i thought that i would highlight a black actress um hattie mcdaniel she was actually the first african-american to win an academy award in 1939 uh as her role as mammy in gone with the wind have you first, ever seen
1: gone with the wind no but i love the name hattie
0: yeah, that's cute. I've never seen that movie either, but I just decided to do three facts about Gone with the Wind because I kind of had a hunch that you'd never seen it. It's like, I've, I think it's If like I saw it, I'd,
1: for, I'd not know these anyway because I would. Right. The other day I was watching a movie or a client had a movie on and I was like, what is this? And then the second to last scene, I was like, oh, I've seen
0: this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was like, I have no idea what it's about, but I know I've seen it because that is familiar. What was it? i don't know
0: it had ray romano <laughs> in it it
1: was like oh
0: in a movie
1: yeah and like someone died like his friend and somebody was moving into an apartment and that's how he was like oh you're moving into sea and i was like oh i've seen this
0: i have no idea i don't think i've ever seen ray romano in a movie except for wasn't he in madagascar i don't know or no that was david schwimmer yeah <laughs> They're not even closely related. They don't even look alike. They I don't do. even
1: sound alike. We used to watch Everybody Loves Raven at mom's house all the time. I
0: love Everybody Loves Raven. Okay, so my three <laughs> facts about Gone with the Wind, and you have to find the facting lie. Are you ready to yeah. play Don't Fact with Me? Don't Fact with Me. Okay, um, so. <laughs> 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 you facting bitch. Um, So my first fact is the first director of Gone with the Wind was fired, and the film ultimately had four directors. Scarlett was cast after filming began. The Daughters of the Confederacy campaigned against Vivian Leigh, the actress who played Scarlett O'Hare. Which is a facting lie. Would you like me to repeat any of them?
1: No. Uh, The... Second one is a facting lie.
0: So, you think that Scarlett was cast after filming began is a facting lie? Yeah. You are incorrect. Damn it. I facting tricked you. <laughs> You're so <laughs> excited. <laughs> I facting tricked I you. really thought you would get it right away. Um, no, the, the lie is there were now that, four directors. Yeah, there were three.
1: Oh, you sneaky bitch. You're fat and sneaky. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. Okay, your turn. My turn. What? Go.
1: No. Um, okay. The first celebration of Black History Month took place in 1970. Black History Month is only celebrated in the United States and Canada, or National Hispanic Heritage Month is celebrated in October in the United States. Don't ask me how that goes with it, just because they're
0: both, <laughs> well, like... I mean that goes with it. Yeah, I think that it was. Remember, there's only one. Oh, there's only one truth. truth. Nicole did it backwards. Okay. No, I fasting rocked it. (laughs) Okay, I think that the truth is that it's only celebrated in Canada and the United States, and the other two are lies i facting trick deal. No, you didn't. <laughs> Is it the first one? Yeah.
1: Oh, so, black history
0: month. I thought it was before 1970. Um, okay. But, clarify one more time. What the truth, the truth okay. was,
1: it was celebrated first celebrated at Kent state from January 2nd, 1970 to February 28th, 1970. That's a long, that's more than a month. First of all. Uh, Six years later, Black History Month was being celebrated all across the country in educational institutions, centers of black culture, and community centers. Uh, President Gerald Ford recognized Black History Month during the celebration of the United States Bicentennial. He urges Americans to seize the opportunity to honor the too-often-neglected accomplishments of black Americans in every area of endeavor throughout our history.
0: Nice, I like that.
1: Black History... He
0: has replaced FDR as my favorite president.
1: Black History Month is only actually celebrated in Canada, Ireland, the Netherlands, United Kingdom, and United States. That um, doesn't seem like enough. Um,
0: so wait, when is National Hispanic Heritage Month?
1: It's September 15th to October 15th. That's not... <laughs> isn't that the weirdest thing? That's not well, a month. September...
0: September 15th was, uh, isn't that Mexico's Independence Day?
1: Oh, maybe that's why. I mean, it is a month long, but it's just not, like, the month of. Yeah. It is But also, October. not all
0: Hispanics are Mexican. Oh, Mexico's Independence Day is September 16th. So, I mean, oh. I guess it sort of makes sense. Anyhow, um, anything new before we tell our <laughs> stories?
1: I don't think so. I'm just living I my life. I had something to
0: tell you and now I can't remember. God damn it. That happens every time I don't write it down. <laughs> Your brain oh, is Oh, I'm going to buy a new car tomorrow. Yay. And I don't fucking care at this point what the hell it is. I'm so sick of searching for cars online. They all look the same now. I'm like, I don't care. If it has four <laughs> wheels and a, and a steering wheel, tight. <laughs> I don't care I'm Tight. <laughs> I was like so set on one specific SUV and now <laughs> does that ever happen to you like you are so oh yeah I don't know you get like so one track mind on one idea and then you just you get so tired of that idea that you flip it to something completely different and then you don't know what the fuck's happening and you just don't give a shit anymore <laughs> no just me uh,
1: I do get like set on things, and then like a month later, I'm like, Oh, yeah, I was very set on that, but that's not what I want anymore.
0: Yeah, well, that's why I had to delete the Amazon app from my phone, also because I'll get real set on something and I'll order it right away. But if I just give it a minute, I'm I mean, gonna get want it in it two
1: days. I usually out like I was showing my friend Ashley that I do this where I will add stuff to my cart and it will sit there for like, yeah. And I'm just, like, a constant add-it-to-my-cart-so-I-can-look-it-over-later kind of person. So I'll have, like, $3,000 in my cart, and I'm like, save for later, delete, (laughs) save for later, delete, like...
0: (laughs) Goodbye.
1: Bye-bye now. Goodbye. (laughs) That's, like, Genie in Aladdin when he's, like, pretending to be on the airplane. He's like, goodbye now. (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye (laughs) So true.
0: they're always like thanks for coming have a nice day goodbye
1: <laughs> goodbye now watch your step
0: <laughs> meanwhile you have like puke on the front of you or you both, like, <laughs> God. just woke up
1: he's <laughs> <laughs> or... just drool crusted you into have to your pee cheek.
0: super bad because they won't let you pee for the last 45 minutes of the fucking flight Ugh.
1: some people just flat out ignore their they're like <laughs> i'm like it definitely says stay seated <laughs>
0: they are like, whatever. I'm such a rule follower. That
1: <laughs> it's people who fly a lot. I'm like, well, like, they're play. lying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, All right. Do we want to get into our Black History Month story time?
1: Okay, skippers or turner offers. Just so you know, our stories are...
0: People Less. that have been skipping this whole time missed out because they might not have got the memo that we started doing a game at the beginning. So, joke's on them. Okay, um, go. Okay. Upon further <laughs>
1: inspection of this story, there's not a ton of information, um, but I just thought it was super fucking interesting, and it kind of, like, made me... Like, I don't want to get crazy into it but like it just made me sad like what if black people weren't like enslaved for 400 years like what our world could be like anyway so my story is about c-sections or cesarean births um
0: hey i had one of those me
1: too as well
0: (laughs) (laughs) we're still real moms even though our babies got cut out of us
1: well i saw this thing that i super loved it said fork Folklore <laughs> Folklore <laughs> holds that babies born by Caesarean section are tied to the mystical and are said to possess extraordinary strength. The Greek oh. gods Adonis and Bacchus were both born by Caesarean section, as was the medieval hero Tristan.
0: Go like that. Well, I feel like that might be true of the strength part, because Cash literally smacks his head on all, all the time and doesn't cry.
1: He's like, I am so, God.
0: Yeah, he's like, I'm a Jemmy God.
1: <laughs> what now, bitch? You couldn't birth me.
0: You <laughs> wouldn't turn around.
1: He's like. like, nope. Anyway, okay, so yeah. surgical delivery is ancient. The oldest description of a cesarean birth appears in a tablet from Mesopotamia dating back to 2nd millennium BC. So I mean, wow. this is not like a new thing.
0: Okay, honestly, you're blowing my mind in the first sentence, but <laughs> no fucking idea that, that was a thing.
1: But why doesn't it like, why does literature about this not mention moms? Well, because they were dead or dying, like they died during uh, it. Yeah. So the first written report of a mother and child surviving finally comes in 1500s when a Swiss pig gelder, Jacob Nefer, sought permission from authorities to operate on his wife after several days of fruitless labor. So he he like, uh, cut his baby out and then sewed her back up and she survived.
0: Wow, that's amazing.
1: Um, Then there was the first successful C-section in the Netherlands performed in 1792 on a woman with a severely contracted pelvis. So that doesn't sound fun. (laughs) And then in South Africa in 1826, the army surgeon Dr. James Berry performed a successful C-section in Cape Town. But, like, these are what was documented and so what we know about for fact, but Western medicine definitely did not monopolize the procedure. Uh, Jane Elliott Sewell, who penned a history of the cesarean section for the National Library of Medicine, she says, in the 19th century accounts of surgical deliveries in Rwanda and Uganda, um, African healers use botanical preparations to anesthetize their patients and promote wound healing. Um, in 1879, Catholic missionary Robert Falcon witnessed a cesarean section being performed on a young woman in Banyaro, which is a kingdom...
0: You wouldn't not want to witness that? Maybe,
1: anyway. <laughs> uh, well, I think he... He must have been some sort of doctor, so...
0: Right, he was probably observing, but I'm just like, Whoa. Yeah. if you've never seen that before, you're like, what the fuck is well, going Well,
1: also on? he was a missionary, so I don't know, maybe he was like...
0: I'll help you with your
1: medicine, people of Uganda. Oh, you're far above me. Never mind. backing away. Also, do you want to learn about (laughs) Jesus?
0: No? Okay. (laughs) Okay.
1: You've got this covered, clearly. I'll
0: be over here. (laughs) (laughs) Just
1: watching your amazingness. Uh, The patient was, this is what he wrote. The patient was intoxicated with banana wine. The surgeon made a quick cut upwards. So they used to even cut C-sections upwards, like, not that long ago
0: right yeah um
1: severing the whole suck oh
0: yeah having that kind of scar i know
1: someone that does um severing the whole abdomen wall and uterus so the amniotic fluid escaped bleeding points were torched with red hot irons the surgeons completed the uterine incision with the assistant holding up the sides of the abdomen wall with his hands and hooking two fingers into the uterus I hope that this isn't grossing anyone out.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's kind of grossing me out, but... Uh, the child was removed. She was only drunk on banana wine, that's it. Yeah, but it said,
1: like, she was <sighs> happy fine the whole time.
0: I doubt it. That's
1: what... This is why they were so far advanced, because people okay, in well, Europe weren't even... They were like, oh, well, we gotta cut him out. Like, probably torturing. Well, sorry
0: if it hurts, <laughs> William. So Bike. Bite
1: piece of wood.
0: <laughs> okay, my new fucking drink is banana wine. Forget. Pull on. <laughs> yeah,
1: clearly. Uh, the child was removed. The, cut, the cord was cut. The child handed to an assistant. Um, then they secured it all with seven like they closed it all up and secured it with seven sharp spikes. And then a root paste wow. was applied over the wound and a bandage of bark cloth was wrapped around it. Uh, it said she was breastfeeding in like an hour, I think. And then within six days, all the spikes were removed. And after 11 days, it was, like, totally healed.
0: That's amazing. I know.
1: Um, so this Wait, they
0: didn't make her pump and dump? No. <laughs> Banana wine? <laughs> just kidding.
1: Uh, it's pretty much what happens today. Like, you anesthetize. Yeah, you that honestly out, you... just
0: sounded like... Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. So, like, who knows how long this has been going on in Uganda? Or in... Well, it sounded like they had a down
0: pretty right like you know so
1: when you say like the first successful c-section was in you know we don't actually know that for a fact because this was the only this was just some christian guy who witnessed it could have been right yeah forever before that
0: yeah i'd be willing to bet it was a long time before that
1: yeah they clearly knew the mom was going to survive they had it all
0: the mom wasn't too worried. She was like, yeah, give me another drink. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, so, yeah, I just thought that was super freaking interesting. Like, Yeah, that's
0: super interesting.
1: That they were at least ahead of, uh, like, Western medicine in, like, making the mom comfortable. Right. Actually giving a shit about women.
0: Push, I, I could have had a drink. <laughs> So, I'm not gonna tell you who my story is about right away. I want to play another guessing game. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so I have the okay. One of these quotes is actually what made me want to like uh, talk about this person, and obviously it fits into Black History Month. So um, obviously, I need game. to put
1: games into mind because you're the one that loves to play this.
0: <laughs> so oh like, yeah, I love games.
1: I'm gonna love you how I love <laughs> to be loved. More games,
0: more games. <laughs> games. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, well, we are the Not So Serious History Podcast, so we might as well just have the whole thing be a game. Okay, so this person said, Service to others is the rent you pay for your room here on Earth. True debt. True dad. Um He also said, there's a clue, it's a boy. He said, It's hard to be humble when you're as great as I am. I also said that yesterday. So. <laughs> um, he also said, If you even dream of beating me, you better wake up and apologize.
1: Am I supposed to guess which one he said was true? No, I'm just
0: giving you like (laughs) slow hints. No, he definitely said all those. Yeah, so I'm giving you like little hints. Um, and then this is the quote that made me want to like do Muhammad Ali as my subject. Shut (laughs) (laughs) up! What is it? (laughs) I don't know. know Okay, this is the quote that I love the most. He said. I'm not the greatest. I'm the double greatest. <laughs> not only do I, not only do I knock him out, I pick the round.
1: Oh, well then I would like, definitely guess it. <laughs> yeah, I guess before that boxing one, I'm oh,
0: amazing. So I think when people think of Muhammad Ali or Cassius Clay, which was his birth name, um, they think of a couple things. I know I did. I thought obviously like legendary boxer, like the world's greatest boxer who was kind of famous for just, like, talking a bunch of shit. He also, like, dodged the Vietnam War, which I didn't know that much about, but I knew that, that he, like, didn't go to war and he was very vocal about, like, being in opposition of, like, the war in Vietnam. Um, and he also converted to Islam and changed his name. So, a lot of people, when we were naming Cash, they are like, oh, is it short for Cassius? And I was like, no, but that's cute. Um so muhammad ali was born cassius marcellus clay jr on january 17th 1942 in louisville kentucky he was named after his father who his father was named after this um republican politician from the 1800s uh cassius marcellus clay who worked to help abolish slavery
1: Um, cool
0: his father was a sign and billboard painter, and his mother, Odessa O'Grady Clay, was a domestic helper. Hey, we have um, a cousin named Odessa. I know, I love that name. His On his mother's side, I think, he was a descendant of slaves, and um, they did DNA testing in 2018 and it showed that his paternal grandmother was a descendant of the heroic former slave, Archer Alexander, who had been <laughs> chosen from the building crew as the model of, of the freedman for the statue the Emancipation Memorial. So the Emancipation Memorial, also known as the Freedmen's Memorial or the Emancipation Group, is a bronze statue. It was erected in 1876. And it's located in Lincoln Park, Washington, D.C. And it's basically Abraham Lincoln standing over this African-American slave, like, freeing him. Yeah, so, like, the model for the statue was, like, an ancestor of Muhammad Ali, which is kind of cool. You can, like, still see it today. Cool. Okay, so how he started his boxing career. He was a 12-year-old, and his bike got stolen. Oh. And... (laughs) he was like super pissed about it just like yeah throwing a fit and this officer came up and the officer's name was joe martin and um i guess little 12 year old cassius said that he was gonna whoop them thieves (laughs) and (laughs) and the officer told him he better learn how to box first so maybe he was just like a little skinny runt kid like that's what i pictured in my head i'm gonna whoop Um, those thieves i'm gonna whoop them Uh, So, Clay started training shortly after. I think he was, like, 13. Like, uh, so it was a little while after. He started training and made his amateur boxing debut in 1954 against a local boxer, Ronnie O'Keefe. He won that by split decision. And so I think that's when they get to the end of the fight and nobody's knocked anybody out. So they just, like, because they score every round. Yeah. I'm going to give, like, the most butchered description of any boxing match because I don't really know, but I did ask Tanner some of these things. Um, So, he went on to win six Kentucky Golden Glove titles, two national Golden Glove titles, an amateur athletic union national title, and the light heavyweight gold medal in the 1960 Summer Olympics in Rome. Um His amateur record was 100 wins and only 5 losses. Oh, my
1: God.
0: That's a fucking lot. Yeah. First of all, that's 105 fights. 105 long-ass fights where you get punched in the face. I would not even want to get punched in the face one time. Thank you. No,
1: God, no. I'd be like,
0: I quit. But this was really, like, the heyday of boxing. Like, um, and it was also, it was, like, the start of, like, the Civil Rights Movement. Um, Clay made his professional debut on October 29, 1960, winning a six round decision over Tunny Hunsaker.
1: Tunny, to you?
0: Sorry if I butchered that name. Tunny Hunsaker. Oh, and then, Um From then until the end of 1963, Clay amassed a record of 19 and 0 with 15 wins by knockout. 19 and
1: 0? 19 and
0: 0. He was undefeated. So no wonder he was like, I'm the greatest. A lot
1: later, a lot less fights when you're a professional <laughs> than you knew when you're an, yeah. an amateur.
0: In each of these fights, Clay vocally belittled his opponents. <laughs> he called he called one guy an ugly little man. Um, he called another guy a bum. He said he was embarrassed to get in the ring with one boxer. Oh, and then he said that Madison Square Garden was too small for him. In late 1963, um clay became a top contender for the world heavyweight but actually at this point his name was muhammad ali so the fight for the world heavyweight championship was like billed as um, Sonny liston and cassius clay like the reporters at the time refused to call him ali even though he was just a dude who like legally changed his name like converted to islam and wanted to and he legally changed his name to muhammad ali and that's what he wanted to be called and they like still refused to call him that because at the time they called they referred to the nation of islam as like black muslims and i don't know they just like looked down on him because he was islamic
1: hmm
0: um that's some
1: bullshit (laughs)
0: Mind your own business (laughs) um so it's weird because during the fight like I watched some like footage of it like they'll call him like Cassius and then they'll call him like Clay and they'll call him Ali I know it's kind of weird okay so the fight was set for February 25th 1964 in Miami Beach Liston was pretty intimidating he had like ties to the mob and was like had like a criminal past and shit but, obviously, that didn't intimidate Ali, because he was, like, talking a bunch of shit to everybody. He called him a big, ugly bear, and he said that <laughs> Linston even smells like a bear, and he claimed, after I beat him, I'm going to donate him to the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> he also shouted at Linston. I want to say Linston. Liston is a weird name, I feel like. Winston. Anyway. He also shouted at Liston that someone is going to die at ringside tonight. The outcome of the fight was a major upset. At the opening bell, Liston rushed at Ali, angry because he'd been taunting him. Um, But Ali had superior speed and mobility. Uh, Liston fought better in round two. And at the beginning of the third round, Ali hit Liston with a combination that buckled his knees and opened a cut under his left eye. This was the first time Listen had ever been cut. At the end of round four, Ali was returning to his corner and he began experiencing blinding pain in his eyes and asked his trainer, Angelo Dundee, to cut off his gloves. Dundee refused. Um, It's been speculated that he had, like, deliberately put... Like, there's, like, ointment that they put around... Or it's, like... um. Like adhesive, I don't know. They put it around their gloves, like when they tie them on, so that like they don't come off or whatever. Like, like super glue. Yeah, or maybe it. Ha- I don't know what it does. Maybe it helps them. Somebody write in and tell us what the fuck it does. But right. I think it's like you know they strap them like the yeah they like wrap like whatever. the ace bandage tape it and all that shit. <laughs> so they think that he had put the Sorry. ointment like on the end of his gloves, and so when he was punching him, it got in his eyes. Um. Because there had been complaints from like two other boxers that he had fought before that their eyes were burning too. So oh, they think good. it was like Yeah, they think it was like a, a theme that this guy was like just trying to blind people. Um But regardless, in the sixth round, Ali dominated, hitting Liston repeatedly. Liston did not answer the bell for the seventh round. And Ali was declared the winner by TKO, which Tanner told me is technical knockout, which means, like, you get to the end, and then you have more points, so... Oh. I think? I don't know. Um, they had a rematch? <laughs> Sounds right to me. They had a rematch, and he won again. The He knocked him out in round two, <coughs> and... He hit him, and they called it, like, the phantom punch. Because when you watch it, it looks like he barely taps him on the chin. But it's, like... It looks like a weak little punch, and then he just falls over, and he's, like, knocked out.
1: Oh, my God. Can you imagine getting knocked out? I know. I
0: know. And there's this crazy picture of him, like, standing over him. And he's just, like... I don't know. It's, like, fucking scary. Oh, so after he won, he shouted... Um, to the press, like, outside the ring, eat your words, I am the greatest, I shook up the world, I'm the prettiest thing that ever lived. The prettiest. I feel like he just gets so excited <laughs> that <you> just, like, <laughs> just he's, like, he just starts saying random ass shit. Go me! Um, at 22 years old, he became the youngest boxer to take the title from a reigning heavyweight champion. Mike Tyson later broke that record in 1986 at the age of 20. That's uh, crazy. So yeah, a little bit more about him joining the Nation of Islam. He first attended a meeting in 1961. He continued to attend meetings. And in 1962, uh, Clay met Malcolm X, who soon became his spiritual and political, political mentor. Later, Elijah Muhammad, the leader of the Nation of Islam, gave a radio address that Clay would be renamed Muhammad, Uh, Muhammad meaning one who is worthy of praise and Ali meaning most high. So they couldn't have given him a more perfect name for how he feels about himself. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, you know what? I am the one most worthy of praise and I am the
1: most high. The most
0: high, yeah. Um, So 1966, he, he continued to box, but he was... Forced to stop boxing because he refused to join the Vietnam War.
1: Mm, that's some bullshit.
0: E- yeah. So, Ali refused to join the armed forces during the war, but I guess he didn't originally pass the aptitude test because he was dyslexic. Um, so, he wasn't able to serve. But then later, the military lowered its standards because they just needed more guys. <laughs> and he was eligible again, but he still refused and he stated quote wars against the teachings of the Quran i am not trying to dodge the draft we are not supposed to take part in no wars unless declared by allah or the messenger we don't take part in christian wars or wars of any unbelievers
1: also i'm sorry <laughs> but i'm not um i don't know i totally understand why he wouldn't want to fight for a country that didn't support him you
0: know it was right in the middle of like the civil rights movement and yeah
1: like he needs to be here
0: yeah so actually when they denied his boxing license they took it away for like three years um and they wouldn't let him box so during that time he just went around to like universities and preached like yeah his message like opposing the war and also like you know doing like some civil rights work Um, he was married several times. At one time, he had two wives at the same time. Which I think is, like, a thing in...
1: Also, when you are the greatest.
0: (laughs) (laughs) When you're the most high, you need the most... I guess you
1: get as many wives as you (laughs) want.
0: Um, he fathered some kids, like, out of wedlock. Also, Mm. um, he had nine children altogether, And one of his daughters, Layla... Layla Ali was a professional boxer um, in the late in the late 90s and early 2000s. But in the 70s he's quoted as saying women are not made to be hit in the breast and face like that.
1: Probably nobody's really meant to just be
0: smacked repeatedly. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) I'm like, my face is no different than your face, just smaller.
1: Yeah, how about nobody does that to each other?
0: So there, there's a little history on Muhammad Ali, the greatest there ever was.
1: Uh, I just found this about Jack Johnson. He was the first African-American heavyweight champion. This was in 1908, and I guess, like, there was a lot of fear of black superiority. Like, he frightened many white Americans. They didn't want... They couldn't, like, grasp the idea of, like, black people beating white people, or, and they didn't want... It says, uh... He was so
0: fucking ridiculous. Makes me so annoyed.
1: Yeah, like to them, he not only represented the awful possibility of black superiority, but he refused to keep his place, is oh what this Lord. says. And white people did not like it at the time.
0: Right. What's crazy is that, like, I mean, that just went on and on, even until the 60s when Muhammad Ali was boxing. Right? Like, but that's like
1: 60, 70 years of.
0: But like they'll let him win like a gold medal, but they won't like. Well, that use his also said that name.
1: in there like when it comes to like beating other countries, then sure they'll root for the black guy. But if it's against like so another annoying. American, yeah, it's horrible. It's crazy. Well, do
0: you have any other random facts? Go Black History.
1: Uh, no.
0: All right, well, let's wrap it up. Thanks for every... What? Thanks for everyone. (laughs) Thanks for
1: everything Uh, (laughs) you've done for us this evening.
0: (laughs) Thanks for being my sister. Thanks for... Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wrap it um, up. Wrap it up. If, If you've enjoyed this, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Follow yeah, us follow. on the social medias. I
0: want to say it. You don't get
1: to say anything. And buy our march and, and write to us.
0: Oh, yeah. We want to hear from you. Oh, and if shh, you have... Shh, um, quiet. <laughs> God. I was going to say, if you have um, topics for the show, you can write to us. You can DM us on all of the social networks. All of them. Even Snopes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's a social network
0: it is now Um, we're putting it on the map you can
1: create a wikipedia page to tell us about (laughs) what you want
0: (laughs) or one about us oh my god oh my god (laughs) (laughs) also donate to wikipedia when that thing pops up and it asks you if you want to donate a dollar just donate a fucking dollar
1: do it. i do
0: i do every time because guess what <laughs> this is a wikipedia this podcast wouldn't exist without wikipedia or
1: give us a dollar every time you think about going to wikipedia t- <laughs> turn this podcast on and give us a dollar
0: <laughs> <laughs> we suck at this
1: we never claim to
0: be good i mean it's mediocre at best well thanks everyone and we'll catch you on the flippity flop.
1: <laughs> see you there, or we'll see you at another time.
0: Goodbye. <laughs> <'Kay>, <laughs> Jobin. Okay, bye. Hey, everyone. I'm Casey. I'm Abby. And together we're the Lit Flakes Podcast. Every week, we see how your favorite movies stack up to the books that inspired them. Some recent selections include Never Let Me Go and The Girl With All the Gifts. We also have a great TBR list you won't want to miss. We even have mini episodes for all you pop culture geeks out there. We'll fill you in on the latest in books, movies, and even the occasional celebrity mugshot. Did we mention we do all this while getting slightly drunk and a little lusty? Mostly Abby. Abby download from Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, or visit our website at com. That's the L-I-T-F-L-I-X podcast.com.